Thanks for listening to the Crosspoint Podcast. This is the Young Adults Ministry of the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Here we desire to see this generation of young adults reached and revived with the gospel of Christ. We believe our generation has the opportunity to change the world as we know it. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Franklin Road Baptist Church. Our prayer is that our podcast will help you grow in your relationship with God. Enjoy the Crosspoint Podcast. Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. I've been experimenting with putting my notes on my phone. And so last week was like week two or three of experimenting with that. And um, I'm not really quite used to that routine yet. And so we do our roll on a phone and normally Nicole does it, and she was gone last week, and so Lauren, we were sitting over there singing, and someone was making announcements. She was like, oh, Nicole's not here. Someone needs to do the roll, and so I was like, oh, well, here. Here's my phone. It has the app, and so last week, I walked up, and I opened my Bible, and I thought, oh, stink. I don't have my notes. Like, they're all on my phone, and so um, last week when Justin was walking around with the handouts, I was like, hey, can I get one of those, and that was because I was like, I might need a little refresher here. And so uh, anyways, I've got them on my phone. I've been kind of trying to change that process a little bit, but I do have my phone. So if last week I seemed a little nervous at the beginning, it was because uh, I had just completely spaced. And so uh, anyways, but we survived and I got through it. We finished up. Uh, Thy will be done. Uh, Here's what we're going to do. We're kind of in a little awkward uh, spot to where uh, we're going to start a holiday and Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, series here within the next couple of weeks and so we've got about two or three weeks to fill and I didn't really want to go into a series and so we're just going to have kind of a couple of random little lessons on the Sunday of missions conference I hope you'll be here um, we're going to have a missionary join us and we're actually going to do a little bit of a Q&A uh, with a missionary that is uh, named Benjamin Galen, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, uh, headed to the United Kingdom. And so uh, we'll be there. But here's what we're going to do today. I'm actually going to encourage you to either pull out a notebook or pull out your phone, uh, an iPad, tablet or something. And we're going to talk about a digital media evaluation, a digital media or social media evaluation. Now, here's why we're kind of doing this. All right. Let me kind of bridge the gap for you. Um, from where we were to where we're at or where we're headed uh, for today's lesson. So we finished up a series on discerning and discovering the will of God. Thy will be done was what it was called. And um, we finished that up last week. And then um, here in just a little bit, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas, which as Matt was talking, I saw a meme the other day that said um, all of the people who are commenting and saying that it's too early for Christmas music are the same people who uh, like you can't play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving are the same people who are posting saying it's my birthday month and then they said Karen if you get one month then how then I think Jesus probably deserves two months and so uh, I would agree with that sentiment all right that if Karen gets one month then Jesus probably needs at least two all right and so anyways but we're going to try to bridge the gap here of uh, thy will be done and then what we're going to talk about today and so one of the things that as you look at God's will for your life One of the biggest drivers and I guess uh, hindrances or things that really we have in our life that we allow to have a huge voice and that kind of speaks into us is digital media. 
Um, looking at the size of our class, many of you are on social media. Um, whether or not you're on social media, you have at least a form or a way to consume digital media. If you do not, praise the Lord, you are a better person because of that most likely, all right? Um, but you either even what you watch on Netflix, the games that you play on whatever gaming system is popular right now, okay? We consume a lot of digital media, all right? And so with that, many times we allow that to play a major role in how we discern God's will for our life. We allow that to play a major role in what we decide to do. And so I want to give you something that I've really been thinking through for a couple of weeks now is just a social media evaluation. This is something that is a little bit, uh, I guess, in its infancy, but I wanted to share it with you because I think rolling into Thanksgiving, rolling into um, Christmas, it's a good opportunity for us to evaluate where we're at. You're getting ready to see a lot of people post things that they're thankful for. You're getting ready to see people get engaged. You're getting ready to see people post their new car that they got for Christmas. You're getting ready to see people post all these things that they got and sometimes if we don't have a proper perspective of digital media, of social media, then we will struggle. So I want to give you a verse that I absolutely love in regards to social media and digital media, and it's this. Verse number 13 of Ecclesiastes chapter number 12, the Bible says this, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Sometimes we wonder, well, what does God expect of me? Very clearly it says, fear God and keep his commandments according to this verse. Verse number 14, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. There's so many principles in that passage that we can take and that we can apply. He says this, let us consider the, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let's hear the end. Can I just be very honest with you? I don't think that the people who develop social media, I don't know how many of you have seen the documentary that I think is actually out on Netflix regarding social media, but the one of the guys that developed the like button, he said, when we developed the like button, we did not think that it would ever lead to 13-year-olds committing suicide because they didn't get enough likes. Okay? I don't think that it was maybe developed in as evil of a way as what we think. I think it was developed somewhat in innocence. But yet we did not consider the conclusion or the end of it. We did not consider maybe how this was going to play out 10 to 15 years, how it was literally going to rule our lives, okay? And so he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. If you can do those two things, then you maybe need to step. If you can't do those two things as a result of your media, then you need to step back. But then he says this, for God shall bring every work into judgment. With every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And so I want to just really give you an evaluation. I pray that you'll take this and maybe go through uh, maybe your digital media, maybe take some time this afternoon. Um, I love using Sunday afternoon to catch a good nap, but then to also kind of think through what I've heard that day. Um, it's a good opportunity to get caught up on some areas of the Christian life. And so maybe you'll do that today. Let's pray and we'll ask the Lord to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that even though 
uh, we open up what is an ancient book. It speaks to us where we are today. And so God, I ask you to help us as we take an evaluation of what we are consuming. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be able to step back and to use the devices and the things that you have given us in this life for your honor and for your glory and not our own. In your name we pray. Amen. The first thing that I want to give you, and we'll, go, we'll fly through these, and I'll give you a couple of questions to kind of help you with this, is I want you to evaluate your input. Evaluate your input, or if you want to put it like this, evaluate your intake. What are you taking in? What are you consuming? All right. The first question is this. When you evaluate your intake or your input is this. Is there anything sinful? Is there anything sinful? Okay. That right there should just be a given for any child of God. Is there anything sinful? If you are consuming any sort of digital media that is sinful, that has sinful acts in it, that is uh, that maybe has some sort of language in it that would not be pleasing to the Lord, if it's maybe pushing something that is not pleasing to the Lord, if it's, if it's a lifestyle that is not pleasing to the Lord, if it's something that is sinful, then it should not have a place in the Christian's life, all right? That's pretty easy. We I feel like that if we took a vote on that, we should get 100% vote by the looks of the Friendsgiving votes. We're not going to do any more voting, all right? But we should get 100% of a, of a vote that every Christian should not be consuming anything that's sinful. Here's where we miss it. Is that because sometimes it is secret or it is private or it's something that we're doing on our own or that we can even justify it. Well, maybe the cause is good or maybe the person, they, they just, they're talking about the right things and, and they're conservative and they believe the same way that I believe. And so we justify something sinful for something that is, uh, the, or we justify something sinful because we are looking at a lesser good, okay? Let me give you a case in point, all right? I'm not going to expound on this, but the whole chant that has kind of become popularized in today's society that's happening in sta stadiums all around the world, okay? You get a little snicker out of it, all right, whatever. But the truth is, is that it should not have, the pla have any place in a Christian's life, Okay? When you consider where it was developed from in regards to someone that is a government uh, leader, okay, someone that truthfully Christians are supposed to be praying for, there should, be a, there should not be a Christian that is taking place in something that was developed off of a sinful act. Do you understand what I'm saying without me having to mince my words too much? All right, maybe just say it out loud. Christians should not be giving place to sinfulness just because of an agreement that is on something of a lesser level, all right? So first of all, is it sinful, all right? Is there anything sinful that I am following, that I am consuming, that I am friends with, whatever, however you want to word it, all right? Secondly, is this, is there anything harmful? Is there anything harmful? Is there anything hurtful? Now, let me kind of describe that, okay? If it's sinful... Let's just go ahead and call it what it is and let's not follow it, all right? Let's not be friends with that person. Let's not, let's not promote that if it's sinful. But the truth is, is that there are things that are not sinful, but they are harmful on social media, okay? Let me talk you through a couple. How many of you, just out of curiosity, you can be honest, okay? I'll raise my hand and I will be honest. How many of you have a Pinterest account? You have a Pinterest account. My hand is up, all right, for building, building projects, okay? I don't use it for like decorations or anything. I like build tables out of it, all right? Okay, have a Pinterest account, okay? Probably should have just used my wife's, but I OCD about the way that my boards look, all right? So um, <laughs> anyways, um, it's honesty time, all right? 
but you have a Pinterest account or something, okay? If you step back, and me and my wife were talking about this on the drive up to the couple's retreat. Do you want to know why no one, like previous generations before us and before our generation, do you want to know why they never like remod? Like I never heard of anyone remodeling their house when I was a kid. Anybody else like remember that? Like no one ever updated their decorations. You didn't even really have like decor stores that you could go to, okay? Well, here's what we have done. What we consume drives a level of discontentment in us, right? You didn't know that your house was out of style until you could compare it to everyone else's house, right? You didn't know that your muscles were small until all these people had pictures with their shirts off showing their muscles, okay? Right? You didn't know any of those things. Now, because of digital media and because of what we are able to consume and what we're able to see, we have all of these visual expectations, okay? I remember one day I was sitting on our back porch and for some reason I was, I like had, when we bought our house, like the back porch was going to be like my project. Like it's got this 20 by 30 canopy that the guy parked his tractor under. And I was like, man, we're going to make this thing sweet. We're going to put a fire pit out here. We're going to paint it. We're going to string all those little cool lights up in the air. And like, we're just going to make it like this place that you just want to come and sit. Okay. I was sitting out there and I was looking stuff up and I looked around and there's like 39 kids cars all around the backyard and on the porch. And like, you have to have a path to walk through like a 20 by 30 canopy. And somehow we have so much outdoor junk that like, there's this one path that you can get to the steps. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is stupid. Like this doesn't look anything like what's on the pictures. Like this is not what I saw in my mind. And here's what I had to come to grips with is that I was basing that discontentment off of where I was at, off of what I had seen in everyone else's life, okay? And what you consume, it can drive discontentment, which can be harmful to you. There are people who buy things they cannot afford. They buy things that they should have never bought simply because someone on social media thought, showed them that they thought that they should have it. Is it critical? Is it fearful? Does it cause you to lose focus? Is there anything that is harmful, all right? So discontentment, criticism, fear, a lack of focus, some of those are the things that can come that are harmful. Thirdly is this, and then we'll move on to the next part of the evaluation. Is there anything helpful? Is there anything helpful? Is there anything sinful? Is there anything harmful? Is there anything helpful? You wanna know what most of us do? Most of us, when we click the follow or the friend or the whatever, the like button, we don't even take into consideration, is this going to help or harm me? And most of us, what we do is, we, well, so-and-so is following them, I'll follow them. Oh, I have uh, 23 mutual friends, I'll follow that. And we don't even consider, is there anything helpful? Can I encourage you that to have a few things in your social media feed that when you get to them, they're actually like beneficial, Okay. Not just, I ate a burger, okay? Like, that's not a bad thing. That probably doesn't drive your discontentment or make you fearful or whatever. It may make you discontent, like, oh, man, I wish I had that burger. But if you're scared of it, then I don't know what's wrong with you, all right? But, but have something that breaks up the monotony that is actually helpful. Have someone who's posting something spiritual. What a novel idea, right? 
Not just all of these things that, well, I'm going to go follow this account because I want that, or I'm going to go follow this because these are the type of tires that I want for my car. I'm going to go follow this because this person posts really cool stuff. And before you know it, everything that you're seeing is driving a level of discontentment and very rarely is there anything that is putting something back into your life. So is it sinful? Is it harmful? Is it helpful? Secondly, not only evaluate your input, but evaluate your output. All right. I am not a big poster. In fact, there's been a couple of times that like if I go to post something, I'm like, I'm not going to post that because I don't care. So why would they care? All right. But evaluate your output. What are you putting out? First question, obvious. Okay. Is there anything sinful? Is it sinful? If you are a part of posting anything that is not pleasing to the Lord, that is clearly divided as sin in this book, then you should not have a part of it. Okay. Is there anything sinful? Secondly, is this, is there anything harmful? Is there anything harmful? You say, well, I'm not posting anything sinful. Are you driving fear in someone else's life? Are you driving discontentment in someone else's life? Are you driving disappointment or are you causing others to become distracted from their walk with God? If every work will be called into judgment according to Ecclesiastes 12 verse 14, then one of these days you will answer for what you consume but also what you put out. Meaning this, that if there are things on your feed that are driving someone else to lose their trust in God, to lose their focus on God, if there's anything that is sinful, that is harming their Christian life, that is being a stumbling block, then you need to step back and you need to evaluate that. But then thirdly, is there anything helpful? Is there anything helpful? Okay. You say, well, all I post about is burgers. Good. That's great. Okay. Enjoy that. I, I, actually, Johnny, I think, does that. Like every time we, he and I have gone out to eat, he's like, I, I need to take a picture. I post a burger everywhere I eat. Okay, so I'm not picking on Johnny. Johnny, if you go back and watch this, all right? But do you post anything helpful? If we step back and we look at what social media or digital media has developed in our society, most of us have talked more about how good we are than how good God is, don't we? Have you ever seen someone's post that has this underlying little tone of pride? Like, they didn't post that. They thought they looked, they thought they looked really nice in that outfit, and so they're going to post a picture on Sunday and throw Psalm 37.4 on there. Delight thyself also in the Lord. It's like, oh, you just thought you looked cute and you posted a picture with a Bible verse, all right? And that's what we use it for. We use it to promote ourselves, and very rarely are we sharing anything that is of any benefit or help to anyone around us. Is it helpful? And you say, well, I don't know. Let me give you a question to evaluate that. Who gets the glory out of what is on your feed? Who gets the glory out of what is on your feed? If the glory is bouncing back to you, if the comment section is loaded with how good you are, then you've missed the point. And by the way, that's what our goal, that's what social media tells us our goal is. You want to know what's funny is ministry and politics is pretty much the only people who are on Twitter anymore, okay? Which makes it a very discouraging place to live, all right? But like I'm still on Twitter. It's funny that someone can post something controversial and get more comments and more likes and more retweets 
than someone who posts a Bible verse. Oh, that's a Bible verse. I can go look that up on my own. I didn't need Twitter for that. Scroll right past it. But someone who posts something controversial, oh my goodness. Facebook's kind of the same way. Instagram, what do you do? You, you, whatever, what's it called? Edit it. That's the word I was going for. You edit it. You make it look nice. Oh, like the sun's not in the right place. Or, or I have to be laughing and smiling and flipping my hair. And my, my coffee has to, like, make sure that you get the logo on my coffee mug so that I can tag love does coffee or whatever. All right? Like, I have to have all this stuff and, like, use these little emojis. And then the comments are filled. And, like, you can even, God is good. Okay. Well, no one in the comment section is saying, your God is good, right? The comments are loaded with how nice whatever is, or, oh, I love that coffee, okay? There's nothing wrong with that, but who is getting the glory out of what is being seen on your feed? You know what would be great is if there was a room full of young adults who stepped back and who said, you know what, I'm going to stop posting stuff that gives me the glory and start posting stuff that gives God the glory. I'm going to share something that I got out of my devotions. I'm going to share, and I know all of that can be misconstrued too. We live in such a critical society. Oh, they think they're Johnny Spiritual because they read their Bible today. Okay? But wouldn't it be great if rather than just falling into the world's trap that makes it about us, we've started to say, you know what? This is going to become about God in my life. So who gets the glory? And then the third thing to evaluate is evaluate your stewardship. Evaluate your stewardship. Stewardship means that you are handling it for someone else. How many of you ever heard someone say that they just need to, someone needs to take ownership of something? You ever heard someone say that, right? Maybe your employer, your or whatever. Wow, great voting activity today, all right? That was, that was excellent. I saw one person raise their hand that they understood what, or they had heard someone say ownership, okay? We hear that all the time. You go and work for a company or you go and work for maybe uh, an employer or whatever and someone needs to take ownership of this and you need to take ownership of taking the trash out and do it like you're in charge of it or whatever. Can I teach you something about the Christian life? The Christian life does not teach ownership. It teaches stewardship, meaning this. Ownership means that I want to do a good job so that I look good. Stewardship means that I want to do a good job to make God look good. There's a difference. And sometimes there's more Christians who are concerned about ownership than they are about stewardship, which is why we take ownership of our social media and of our digital media, because we want us to look good, not God to look good. Stewardship says, I want to make God look good. So the first thing that you want to ask in in regards to evaluating your stewardship is how much time do I spend on digital media? How much time do I spend on digital media? Whether that be watching Netflix or social media or Facebook or Facebook Marketplace, which is the coolest thing ever, all right? I have yet to get anything that was actually worth the money on there, but I love trying to think I'm getting a good deal, all right? But how much time do you spend on it? How much time do you spend consuming something that in some ways is maybe driving discontentment? How many of you have ever gotten in like a deep hole on social media? Be honest, all right? Like you're like three years into someone's feed and like you're just praying you don't hit the like button. It's like, well, guess I got to like them all now. Like, uh, 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 all right. That makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, it makes it worse. Who's this creepo liking all my stuff? But you get in a deep hole or, or you're watching it, guys, the way that this normally works for you is 
you watch a video of someone doing something cool and then they post them doing something cool with someone else and, and the person they posted it with, like they have a way cooler feed. And, and so like you're just building like, like before you know it, it's like, wow, I've been watching someone do flips out of an airplane or ride a dirt bike for 45 minutes and, and like what do I have to show for myself, all right? How much time do you spend on social media? Secondly, what has, and I want you to listen to this question, what has digital media replaced in my life? What has digital media replaced in my life? Because here's the truth. You had to give something up to consume the amount of content that you are consuming. Something went lacking, right? Is it personal relationships? Is it maybe time that you were spending with family? Is it conversations? Is it Bible reading? Sometimes the first thing that we do is we roll over, our alarm goes off, we hit, we turn it off, we hit snooze 15 times, and we roll over, and then we scroll through a feed somewhere. We never once touch God's Word in the morning. So what has this replaced in your life And then the last question is this, am I redeeming social media? Someone know what the word redeem means? Anybody? Buy back, right? How many of you have ever seen on the back of like a can or a bottle where it says redeem and you get five cents for it or whatever, okay? I know someone who actually paid for their wedding with bottles and cans. Good idea. Might have a late start, but some of you better hustle. Or wait longer. (laughs) I don't know which one. Okay. But you redeem it. They'll buy it back from you. Okay. As children of God, we have been bought back from sin. Okay. We've been bought back from Satan. We've been bought back from the slave market of sin. We are gods. Meaning this. That we should be a part of redeeming something else. We should be a part of buying back something Culture drives the narrative on digital media. But wouldn't it be great if there were some Christians who decided to say, nope, I'm going to redeem it. I'm going to put something out there that is helpful. I'm going to put, some, I'm going to put stuff out there that's not sinful. I'm not going to be harmful. I'm not going to choose to drive discontentment in someone's life. I'm not going to choose to drive fear in someone's life. I'm not going to be critical in someone's life. I'm going to post something. I'm going to redeem it, and I'm going to try to bring it back. Now that is, it seems like a daunting task, but here's what I want us to look at, is that one of these days, our feed and what we consumed will speak for what we did with this life. You may not realize it or not, but what you hold in your hands and in your pocket will be a written record of what you did or did not do while on this earth. One of these days, we will stand before God and we will be able, we will have to give an answer for what we did, scripturally. But we also will have a written record. Now, I don't think you're going to have to pull your phone out when you stand before God. But we will have a written record that I believe that the Holy Spirit can use to say, you could have done more. Well, I just didn't have time to grow in my faith, but you had time to consume an hour and a half on social media. Why? Well, I just didn't. I, I just. You know what? I just didn't want to. I just didn't have time to build good Christian relationships. But you had seventeen hundred followers that you could have influenced. 
I just didn't have time for this, but you had time for this. I just didn't have time to invest in my family, but you had time to invest in a post and coming up with a clever caption. Caption game strong, okay? We will have a written record of what we did or did not do. I can't remember who said it, but someone once said that social media has given us a living proof and track record to show that we had time to do what was important to God and we chose not to do it. And so what did you do? Let me close with three considerations and we'll be done. First of all, consider developing a social media purpose. Why do I have this? Put it in your bio. Put it, put it in your phone. Put it some. Why do I have this? Netflix. Why do I have Netflix? I have Netflix so that I can learn and become knowledgeable. Great. You better watch documentaries and not SpongeBob SquarePants, okay? I have this because I want this out of it. Okay, I am partaking in this. And by the way, if your purpose seems really shallow, it's maybe a good opportunity to step back and say, probably don't need it. Okay, so consider developing a purpose. Secondly, consider purging your social media of anything harmful to your Christian life. Consider purging your social media of anything harmful to your Christian life. Who you follow, what you're looking at, what you're taking in. If it is harming your Christian walk, you need to cut it off. Okay? And then thirdly is this. Consider fasting or giving it up one day a week, one week a month, one month a year. Okay? Some of you, if you step back, you've celebrated your 10-year Facebook anniversary, right? Can I encourage you? It may be good to take one year off a decade. Consider one day a week. One, one week a month, one month a year, and if you've been on it long enough, one year a decade. A couple of months ago, my wife and I, we were talking. I'll close with this one and we'll be done. <coughs> it just seemed like, oh, it, didn't, it hasn't slowed down, but it just seemed like life was crazy. And um, as we were talking about it, she was, I was like, man, what can we cut? Like, what can we, what can we give up? What can we do? What can we get rid of or whatever? And we seem to be having these conversations more regularly. Um, and one of the things we were saying is it's like, you know what? I hate how much I'm on my phone. Like, like it literally, it literally bothers me. And so when we were talking about, she even said, she's like, I just feel like I want to go off social media for a while. I was like, let's do it. You know what was funny? You know, like their first like week or whatever, you kind of pull your phone out and you're and like, you just have that natural temptation to go and click something because you can't sit there in silence. Like, Heaven forbid you wait on your spaghetti and marinara and not have something to look at, right? I've used this as an illustration before. Like, next time you go to pick up a food order, the next time you're in a waiting room, be the weird person and don't have your phone out. Like, be the weird person by yourself just sitting there patiently waiting for, like, like it, I promise you, it will be uncomfortable for you. Like, it, it really does weird you out. You're like, oh, like, what, what do I do? Like, what, what, like, I don't even know what to do with my hands. Like, I don't know how to stand. I don't know how to, I don't know how to sit, right? Like, you just, you have to, like, and like do I put my hand in my pocket? Do I hold my phone? Like, do, like, if I'm not looking at it, what do I do? Be the weird person. And look around at all the people that are like, like, they'll look at you like, what are you doing? Like, are you just, are you thinking? Is there something wrong with you? Whatever, all right? If you don't, but take some time to do that. And when we were talking about it, 
we were both like, you know what, we just hate how much we're on them. And one of the things that we found was, you know, the first couple of days, like you pull it out and like you're kind of tempted to go and find the app. We always delete the apps on our phone. And so we'll delete them and kind of never go back to them. But what's funny is you kind of go a couple of weeks and before you know it, you're kind of like, like, I don't know what I am, why I'm so obsessed with this. Like, I, I don't, there's actually like time in my day. Like I sit on the couch and I actually can think about something productive, not just mindlessly go like this, okay? There are so many studies right now that are coming out and so many people that are talking about this and so many people that are basically saying like, this was not a good idea. <laughs> Imagine that, right? But here's what I want you to see as Christians. I'm not going to stand up here. I'm, I'm a smart enough, wise enough person to not stand up here and be like, social media is of the devil and straight out of hell. It may be, all right? But I understand that that is not the society that we live in. And here's what I wanted to do today was simply give you something concrete that you can walk out of here and you can say, I now have a comparison or a measuring stick to hold up against this, okay? So many times we just do stuff and we don't think about it. And before we know it, we're like, holy smokes, I'm in too deep, okay? Yep. Let's get ahead of it right now. Wouldn't it be great to roll into Thanksgiving season actually content with what you had? Wouldn't it be great to roll into maybe another election cycle trusting God more? What a novel idea, right? Wouldn't it be great to just be happy with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your lack thereof because you're walking with God? Wouldn't it be great to be able to do all that stuff? Wouldn't it be great if when people looked at your feed and your account, they said, you know what? God is good, not Joel is good. But so many times we have the culture's perspective on that. And we never evaluate what we're putting in. We never evaluate what we're putting out. And we never evaluate our stewardship. And so I would encourage you to take those considerations. Super simple lesson today, but hopefully practical nonetheless. Let's pray and we'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. For Thanks for listening. If this lesson is helpful to you, feel free to share it with someone else or let us know by emailing us at crosspoint at franklinroad.org. You can also check us out at frbc underscore crosspoint on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.